0: Welcome to Leave Your Mark, where I explore the influences that have shaped the lives of our incredible guests. These are the stories of lives worth talking about. Follow me on Twitter at BuiltByscott by Scott and Instagram at King O'Pain, or link up with me on my Facebook fan page at Scott G. Livingston. My goal is to create a community of people who take every opportunity to live high-performing lives. Before I get started on today's podcast, I want to take a moment to connect you with my sponsor, ReconditioningHQ.com. Reconditioning is now completely virtual. This amazing operating system that brings the worlds of therapy and performance together in one powerful package can now be digested from the comfort of your home or personal workspace. Reconditioning is about unleashing the human in human performance. It's about understanding why you or your clients are not performing or living your best life and giving you and your clients the skills for optimal performance. Our courses, r 1 Foundations and our 2 Designs take you through a complete process in assessment and intervention. Our rec- reconditioning specialist mentorship pulls everything together in your operating context and our landmark program empower you helps you navigate your own life so you can be your very best for more information about reconditioning courses and programs head over to reconditioninghq.com and use the coupon code LYM50 for $50 off the price of any one of our empowering courses good morning and welcome to sunday morning remarks this is going to be a new Element of Leave Your Mark uh, solo production with uh, just myself talking and going to talk a little bit about things that um, really have uh, come into my uh, windshield, so to speak, over the course of my career and life that have shaped who I am now and how I look at the world and hopefully will help the listener um, do the same. So, I want to start by sort of fast-forwarding in my life to where I started to really become, called it a little bit more, enlightened and thoughtful about what made me tick and what I got excited about and why I, I got excited about it. Um, and why I want to do that is because I think in the industry of human performance, a lot of the time we flow through a process that's in some sense dictated to us and defined by the structure of... Uh, social drivers, um, systemic drivers, uh, our parents' influences, etc. And these, you know, in essence become the stories of our lives, the the things that define how we're going to turn into who we turn into. And then almost in a natural framework, um, you know, and this happens to most people when they get into their 40s and 50s and beyond, they start to look at why they're doing what they're doing and, and And start to question that a little bit, and there's kind of this natural progression. The question I have is, can that natural progression occur earlier in our lives? What are the precipitating factors, and can we begin to think about these things a little bit more, rather than just kind of driving down the road and running into um, these ebbs and flows, perhaps we can um, understand the the terrain and uh, how that terrain's going to change and how life is going to change and recognize maybe in it who we are and what we want to express. And so I came upon this sort of revelation, I guess, after what I would call many times of climbing mountains that uh, in some cases seemed unclimbable and uh, arriving at the top, um, getting to the summit and finding that, you know, I wasn't really feeling a sense of fulfillment and I guess there were two seminal moments in in my life where that happened. And one was, um, you know, I'd, I'd all through college as a strength conditioning practitioner and therapist, athletic therapist, I had, you know, wanted to work in professional sport. And for the Canadian boy, the summit of professional sport is to work in the National Hockey League. And so my perception was that if I got a job in the National Hockey League that, you know, I will have arrived and I will have achieved what I wanted to achieve. And, you know, then I would, in some ways, not coast, but, um, you know, bask in the flavor of what that was. And that's not to say that somebody who is doing that or is working in that league for 25, 30 years isn't you know, fulfilling what is inside of them, I think the question becomes, is it? Um, are you, you know, exploring who you are in all the different ways that you can? Or are you um, sort of become becoming comfortable in what it is that's um, comfortable? Uh, and can you sort of break out of that and recognize how you can grow personally um, and professionally um, while still expressing that. And so when I was in that role or that position, um, I was always sort of change oriented. I wanted to make things happen and professional sport, and maybe I'll talk about this in later remarks, but professional sport can be a bit of a a tough animal to move forward, to, to change. Um, and innovation ironically in professional sport is not as um dramatic and instantaneous and definitive as it might be uh, in other modes or forms of uh, business uh there's a tendency for the tried and true to be used, the traditional uh, operating paradigms to sort of be followed, and in many cases to be followed without question. And so for me, that was a bit of a challenge. I wanted to change things, uh, I wanted to, uh, not for change sake, but to to find better ways. I, I've come to learn about myself that I'm somebody who likes efficiency and effectiveness and likes to find the, a better way to do things or uh, um, to really investigate how we can do things in a different way that um, achieves the same goal but maybe uses less energy or um, gets us there more effectively with less um, you know, side tracking, et cetera, still learning of course, but you know, it, it's refined in, in essence. And I found, uh, in the national hockey league, that was hard to do. And so over time I, I sort of became less and less excited about going into work. And I had this revelation at, at a certain point, I was doing a bunch of work, uh, outside the business. And I kind of recognized that maybe in my entrepreneurship and the things I was doing externally, I could find other modes of expression that would allow me to create change and innovate. And so I started working with a number of Olympic athletes, I had a really cool opportunity to work with an organization uh, that a friend of mine developed, uh, several friends of mine, and that I was part of sort of creating in Canada called B210, and um, this experiment um, allowed me to play in the sand of working with um, several really special Olympic athletes and, and sort of experimenting with the types of strategies that I would use and to train athletes and to experience, again, the, the world of Olympic sport and the challenges that were within that and to see what that world was like. And I was doing that sort of in parallel um, with what I was doing with uh, the Montreal Canadians, But I still wasn't feeling, you know, completely fulfilled. And I started to recognize that you know a lot of the reason why I had become what I had become was this sense of um, call it the the achievement was supposed to um, define my identity in essence and allow me to uh, flourish uh, amongst my peers. And to be recognized or to be uh, honored or to be uh, understood uh, or simply to be uh, a part of that fraternity, so to speak. And I think it was a a malaligned belief system. Um, For some reason, unbeknownst to me, you know, I... I had sort of, at that time anyways, had sort of adopted this belief system. And so effectively, everything that I did, um, there needed to be something else that I would do. Um, You know, you would work with ex athlete and they would have success. And then there was another athlete that you needed to work with in order to so-called stay on top of the mountain. And I got to this point, both in the job with the Habs and then later on in my work with uh, Olympic athletes, <clears throat> that I started to recognize that it wasn't really the those achievements that were filling my heart. Um, something else would fill my heart, but I wasn't really focusing on that. I was focusing on those achievements and sort of getting to that next level and um, sort of recording, in essence, what I thought I had to achieve to be somebody. Um, and so I would say about six, seven years ago now, I started on you know, a mindset journey and started to discover through the process of working with a few mentors and um, reading and exploring the things that were um, available to me that that this sense of fulfillment doesn't come from objectifying and um, sort of defining what you're going to achieve and then achieving it. It's recognizing that there is a why inside of you and learning about that why, why, you know, your why and not to get into sort of the simon simon Sinicized sort of viewpoint of that but it's kind of this recognition that inside my soul there's something that's driving me and what is that and and if i can recognize what that is the true furnace inside of me rather than what i would call my egocentric furnace inside of me um would i feel a greater sense of fulfillment And so in order to do that, I think I had to take this sort of explorative process of recognizing what were the stories um, that had sort of filled my life and become my narrative that defined how I saw uh, the world around me. And... So this is the first in my sort of Sunday remarks that I'm going to do on a weekly basis. And what I want to use this for is to help you see that exploration, perhaps instigate that exploration in your own world, in your own way. I don't think anybody has to follow uh, a specific set of um, um, processes to to learn about themselves. I think every human being is different. That's one of the things that I've really come to recognize and um, own is the fact that we are all different. We all see things differently. We all explore things differently. And that is both tainted by how we've been influenced um, and what we've been exposed to. But it's also defined by... You know our internal, um, you know, call it genetic framework of who we are and what what allows us to move forward or not. Um, some people are more instigated by um, things that are exciting. Some people are more instigated by things that are romantic. Some people are instigated more by things that are uh, scientific and thought-provoking. We are all driven by different things. And so as we recognize what those drivers are and who we are inside... Then we can start to explore the possibilities that are truly sort of connected to us. And so I think on my Sunday remarks, that's what I want to use this for. And hopefully, um, it is powerful for you. It helps you uh, maybe see things differently. Um, Going to sort of talk about some different stories in my life and and where I've sort of been instigated to change or to look at things differently. Um, in this first instance. Uh, you know, life, um, f- was flowing along and I was doing all for out from outside looking in doing all kinds of really cool things that, that still, as I look back, they, I, you know, I don't have any regret for doing, uh, in fact, I, you know, I was enriched by them, um, uh, very significantly and, and developed great friendships and relationships out of it. But, as I said, it wasn't necessarily uh, filling my soul. And so I want to sort of take you through that investigation, um, hopefully helping you do the same, because my belief is that as uh, human performance professionals or any professional out there who might be listening, I think as we start to discover who we really are inside of ourselves, then we can express that in whether it's our our uh, craft, our hobbies, uh our relationships, uh, all these different things that we can sort of define for ourselves, um, a pathway that is much more aligned with uh, who we are than what we've accepted we have to do in order to uh, walk through this world. And so I hope that this is inspiring. I hope it's um, direction giving. And for for anything less than that, I hope it's uh, simply an opportunity to listen and learn something. It, these will be my shorts uh, on the weekends, uh, Sunday mornings. They're going to be called Sunday Morning Remarks. I hope you can join me in the future. This is the first of hopefully many. Um, and I wish you the best Sunday morning and the best week to come. Take care. Thanks for joining us today on Leave Your Mark. I hope we've left a mark on you today, and we wish only that you pay it forward by sharing this story, taking the time to rate and comment on this podcast. Please follow us at Twitter at Built by Scott and Instagram at King O'Pay, and become a member of this community at Scott G. Livingston on Facebook. Have a great day. Music by Cedric de Saint-Rome.